Salutations and shit, folks. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of your favorite travel podcast, Travel and Shit, where I, your host, Dee Carrie, have an experiential conversation about the nuanced ways that travel intersects with regular life. Now, um, diving right in, I just saw Janelle Monet at Radio City last night, and my lord, my, my lord, I had such an incredible, 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 incredible time. Um, if I, like, I want to say that was the best concert for me for the year. This has been a summer of music. Let me start there. Um, and that is the theme of the episode. Um, my, what did I say? Music experiences around the world, if I consider my honorable mentions, but mostly um, traveling for music. I actually have done a bit more travel for a particular artist than I expected. So that's what we're going to touch on this episode. But I'll start with, this has been a very musical summer and I feel like I'm leaving something out, but it could be because we were anticipating going to um, Afrobeats, but um, we didn't go. Um, is it called Afrobeats? No. Uh, what do you call it? Um, not um, not Coachella. Shit. Um, it's in Brooklyn. I can't remember the name of it right now. And I'm not, I mean, I got my iPad right here, but my notes are right here for me. Anyway, we were supposed to go to the the thing and it'll come to me because I was just talking about it 10 minutes ago. It'll come to me if and when it does, I will say the actual name of what I mean. That all being the case, I feel as if I did more music this summer, but I could absolutely be wrong. So we started in May with Anita Baker. Incredible, incredible show. Took, um, boyfriend and I took my mom and dad, well, my dad and I took our partners to go see, um, Anita Baker, uh, for my mom's birthday slash mother's day. They're about a week apart. So that wasn't really a really, really incredible, um, experience. I am honored to say now that I have seen one of my, um, favorite OG songstress, um, what do we do next? That was May. Then June was Essence Fest. And that was my first Essence Fest. Had an incredible, incredible experience. Um, we'll touch on that again in a moment in June. That was June, July, August. Oh, I wrote it down right here. Anita Baker, Essence Fest. July, we ended up also going to see Abe, the artist who um, created the thing theme song for travel and shit. So definitely check his new project out, Darling Child. We went to go see um, that album release live. It was incredible. Like the kid is wildly talented and he's got a really dope team that's working with him, bringing this project to life. So it's been really um, incredible to see the growth and development in that particular project as he's been pulling it together very beautifully. um, Actually, when you look at the larger picture, 
And like you see where we are now and I'm seeing how all of the little pieces that he's been dropping along the way have gotten us to where we are now. So it's really making me excited to see what is to come in the future. And so I've got to say kudos, Abe, for the beautiful storytelling. I don't even know if you know that you're doing it, but you are creating a story, um, especially with this project. But um, I guess tangentially attached to your artist development to see how you grow through this project has been incredible. Um, so definitely check out his project, Darling Child. Um, I'll make sure to drop a link in the description box and it'll probably, probably be a Spotify link because that's how I listen to my music, but you know, so that's how y'all get it. If not, just look him up on whatever platform you listen to your tunes. Um, then I saw Beyonce also in July. That was a really dope concert. It's fucking Beyonce. Like I've seen Beyonce live. So uh, again, I've seen Prince live. I've seen Anita Baker. I've seen Beyonce. Babyface performed at um, the Anita Baker show. I was able to catch the tour before uh, Babyface and Anita separated. (laughs) Google that at your your leisure, at your leisure. Um, Look into that. That was a little messy, but... um, None of my black ass business. And then um, Janelle Monet. Okay, so that has been this summer. This is just May to September. It has, in, I think I've done a performance every month since May. It's um, such a blessing to be able to say that that's been the case. Um, August, August, I'd say is the only month that I did not catch a live performance, I think, um, over it. So I want to start with my honorable mentions actually, before I dive into the actual trips that I've taken, particularly for music. So honorable mentions are going to be places that I have had incredible live music experiences. And I'm going to start this off with Barcelona. So Barcelona was one of the first trips that I took by myself. And this was during the time that I was doing all my travel solo. Um, I was a single young thing and absolutely got tired of waiting to have someone or a group of friends that was available to travel at the same time that I was. Um, I'm also, you know, um, fair in fairness to my friends, I also operate very heavily in my own head. So in I'm not necessarily the, hey, let's plan a trip kind of girl either. It's more of a, I have been thinking about us going, but I've never boarded up or decided to try to plan it. So I just wanted to add that little disclaimer. Um, I don't have shit friends. It just never really was a thing for us to travel together because the majority of my friends have had um, long-term partners or kids for a very long time. So love my girls just wasn't in the cars for us. Um, so let's say Barcelona, one of my first trips, I actually, I actually, I've been coming up with some good ones, some good ones. One of my favorite ones is Concharge, um, control in charge. I don't know what the topic of conversation was, but that is actually one mistake word that has stuck with, it's like an inside joke for, um, boyfriend and I, I just say, well, I'm in charge. Um, but Barcelona accident, I was on, 
I guess it was an unplanned excursion with a friend that I met on a planned excursion. So we ended up, um, I hate retelling stories, but I also realized that a lot of people come in from the middle. Um, if you go to travel you should be able to just Google Barcelona and a couple of the episodes where I've mentioned it should be tagged and you will find the Barcelona story. So please dive into that one. It, it was a time, um, growing pains. I've since gotten so much better, but this is when I learned to stay a little bit closer to the area that you want to do the majority of the things that you plan on doing so that you don't get got on car fare, whether that be taxis, whether it be public transportation or any other mode of transportation you could think of, moped, scooter, rental, um, or having to fly because for some reason you thought the city or province or whatever the region is considered is on another part of the country or on a different island, ferry, whatever, transportation. So I have to say, I ended up planning an excursion where we did a three country tour. We saw the north of Spain, we saw uh, Andorra, and we saw France. So um, Andorra is a tiny little country between Spain and France. It's kind of like a border. You drive through it to get to France. Um, Great time. I cannot remember the woman's name, but we got really friendly on the trip and she was saying, Let's do something. It's early enough in the evening. Would you want to go like to uh, a carnival or like I heard there's a street fair or something. I'm down. We ended up going to like a little mall area to use the bathroom, hopped on the train. She was telling me that she had gotten pickpocketed or robbed or something. Somebody tried to steal her purse or something. So she was like, you know, just hold on to your bag. Be very careful. Woo, woo, woo. And thank God we made it safely. We jumped on a train and went to don't know what area, but there was a like boardwalk with a fair, if you will, like a Ferris wheel and other rides and all of that a little bit further out into the distance. But the area we were had a ton of street vendors and food and music and dancers and we ended up catching the most beautiful, beautiful, beautiful um, flamenco performance by, like, I guess, a community group or dance troupe from some local repertoire, if you will. And they did an incredible... Uh, I mean, the shit was fly. I was brought to tears. I danced for maybe 20 years or so of my life. So once a dancer, always a dancer. And I have absolutely been part of a dance team that performs at a lot of community and local organization, um, events, galas, fundraisers, uh, retirements, weddings, girl, we have done it all. So to be a viewer on the other end of that was very like moving for me. Um, but also my phone was completely dead. I had blown through the portable charger because I'm taking pictures and videos throughout the whole day. And I don't even think I had, fuck, did I have the address of the place I was um, looking for? I don't remember how it was. And the the girl that I was walking around with spoke enough Spanish. Um, well, she was a Spanish speaker and she was, I think, trying to learn Portuguese, but she spoke enough Spanish where she asked the taxi driver to bring me to where it is I needed to go. But 
The point is I had no charge on my phone. So I didn't even get to record or take any pictures. When I tell you I was fully present in the moment while still also being wildly stressed because I had to get all the way back to God knows where in another language. Like it was a time, but I feel like the stress of figuring that out on top of just the beautiful nature of the experience made for like a top tier life moment. I will never forget how I felt watching those people dance. It was absolutely beautiful. Um, so Barcelona is absolutely an honorable mention. Then I had, um, Oh, Seattle. So I mentioned Seattle, um, last week, so I'm not going to dive into that. You could check that episode out, but I have a best friend whose brother is a doctor in Seattle. So I was out there. I stayed in Tequila. He's not too far from there. I was like, hey, pull up, hang out with me for the weekend while you're out here. Ended up doing that. He's got a ton of friends that own bars and have different establishments across the city. And so we did a bunch of bar hopping. And of course, being that you're part of the bar scene, he knows other really dope places to go. And we went to um, a bar that had, I don't want to say an open mic because it seemed like they had like a house band also to an extent, but regardless of whether it was open mic or open mic or not, the music there was nuts. I was not expecting that at all. I don't know what I was expecting of Seattle, but it wasn't that like they were so good. And there was this little guy, like a little old man, and I think he was playing like the um, the bells or something percussive and pretty like straightforward. But like he would get into it for some of it. And like he even had like a, um, a solo for one of the songs. It was the cutest thing. But I absolutely remember having such a good time at that um, at that one bar. And then we did karaoke at another spot and we ended up coming into the end of like I don't know if it was a class or if it was like, I don't know what the fuck was going on, but it was a bunch of white folks line dancing. And it was, I'm from New York. So like walking into an establishment and that being what's going on was a bit like, oh, I was taking a little bit of back. Like, I feel like this is the lead up to a joke or something. But that kind of like finished off and then it turned into like karaoke night and my goofy ass always picks the wrong song to sing. I only know the words to like a handful of songs. I remember commercial jingles and theme songs for shows, but I cannot remember the name, the, the lyrics to actual songs, right. That I've heard a million times. So there's a handful that I know. And I also, I know my limitations. So I need at, at least an alto, you know, so I generally go with Tony Braxton, um, unbreak my heart, but it's like, it always brings down the mood. And I don't know why I don't think of that when I choose that as my fucking karaoke song, but it's a good fucking time. Shout out to that crowd for not making me feel like a complete and total asshole, but I had such an incredible, incredible musical ass time in Seattle and was not fucking expecting it. So shout out to Seattle. Um, there is also, where did I put it? Oh, Montreal. Montreal had a couple of um, really dope street performers that we ran into. I believe it was B- 
both on two different visits also. The first one was, who did I write down? Oh, at one time, the, um, don't ask me the name. I think it might've been around St. Anne's or something like that. We went to get ice cream one night and it turned out there was a guy just outside playing guitar and singing in front of the business next door. So we just popped outside, beautiful weather, and we ate our ice cream and then walked back to the Airbnb. So that was nice, just enjoying street performers. And then the second time we were out there, we ended up walking around, went to grab some drinks after brunch. And there was a woman who was performing black woman. I remember that. And I feel like she was singing like peak now 2002 or like now 2003 songs. Like it was giving Dawson's Creek. It was giving, um, Evanescence. It was a good fucking time. Like she was such a pleasure to listen to. So, um, and again, stumbled across them just having meals and just stopping for a quick bite um, along our way. So those are my three honorable mentions and on to the actual destinations that I have specifically traveled to for a particular artist, starting with Hartford, Connecticut. That one is like a little mix of a intention and surprise. So we went to Hartford to see Abe. He did a really, really incredible, um, it was, was he, was he part of it? I think he was part of a lineup. It wasn't like just his show, but we went out there and that's one of the things that I personally, as a side note, enjoy doing and being, I love support. I love my cousins. I love all of my cousins, but I especially love my creative little babies. Like I, I truly do love them all. And I hope all of y'all, I hope y'all listen every once in a while, at least, um, because a lot of the advice that I give, I give with y'all on my heart, but, um, I really love supporting them in whatever way they receive the most support if I can. And it's easiest for me to especially do that by just showing up to a show that you're doing. If you're in some place that I can easily get to. Um, and I've got, um, two cousins in particular who are incredibly incredible. Three cousins in particular are incredible, um, musicians that have made me aware of their music. And I, there's only one Joshi's sister is actually, um, she was drumming for him on one of his last singles. Um, and I've yet to see Courtney perform, but Courtney and Joshi are two, um, two of my cousins and, um, I've seen Josh and I've seen, um, Jabari, Abe, um, do a lot of shows. And so we were in Hartford for Abe. That was really crazy. So good. I was, Moved as a cousin, but then also just moved as like a person that just loves music. Um, additionally, I ended up doing, uh, we were surprised because we got there and it turns out it was week of jazz fest in Hartford. So, um, I believe that that was in July. I think that was a July visit. Was it? Yep. It's listed here as in July. Boyfriend takes the best like record keeping. He just writes a lot of shit down. I do as well, but there's no order to what I write down. I just write down what's in my head and then it just exists as notes. I've got like 15 to like 1800 notes, which it's just a ton of info. But, um, it was surprisingly 
jazz fest. So we had no um, tickets for any of that. No, we didn't plan for that. Just happened to be going on. So after we saw a perform, stopped, got some drinks, had some bites, um, was walking around. And on our way back to the hotel, we ended up just hearing music outside and it was beautiful. And so we actually had like a really cute moment and just, it was just the two of us outside. We like danced in the parking lot, um, some random parking lot, not even like the hotel parking lot. Cause I think that'd be weird, but it was just like a corner park parking lot with a huge, beautiful mural, a black girl, with like sunflowers on the wall and just us. And so we had a little moment that we were like, all right, it's mad late, but the music sounds like it's still going. Let's see if we can find where the music is. Cause then we started seeing people like going in and out around what turned out to be a large public park, not too far from where we were Walk down there. The park is fucking lit is full of people. And there's actually a stage with live performers on there. So you've got dancing, you've got singing. So we sat, did that for, I don't know, an hour or so, maybe a little less. Um, it started to rain. That's what it was. That's what kind of shut it down for us. But it was so nice because it was a fucking surprise. And then you end up being entertained. So that was a really good time. Hartford was intention and surprise. So that was a real, and also the, oh, that's why I was talking about it. Because Hartford has, um, is the home to the Goodwin Hotel, which is the nicest hotel I've personally been in. Um, and I realized that I didn't touch on resorts last week when I was talking about accommodations in the accommodation battle. So if you're curious as to how to choose accommodations or how um, some of the accommodations that I've stayed at rank in terms of being like my favorites or the most notable places that I've stayed around the world, check out last week's episode. But that's why I had brought up um, was uh, the good one before because I was talking about accommodations. So ended up there for music. Had an incredible time and an incredible stay. Um, next trip that I actually took was I flew into Dallas. We stayed in Dallas for a while and we rented a car while we were in Dallas and drove to OKC, Oklahoma City. And we went to see Mark Rebier. He is um, hard to categorize. I'd say he's an artist. He will, he's like a freestyle DJ. And like, so he'll give him a word and then he'll make a beat while he's telling you a story or having conversation with his audience on like whatever platforms live in the chat area or whatever. So he's reading them as you're, as he's putting the beat together, he's layering that up and he's reading the comments and responding and talking to people. And then you give him a topic and then all of a sudden he's creating a song. And before you know it, he's making you laugh or telling you a story. And then you're going into a whole song about whatever the fuck it is. The word is, um, incredible artist. So we, I don't remember if boyfriend was familiar with him or if we just came across his, um, his YouTube, but, uh, I want to say it was during quarantine or it had to have been during quarantine that we came um, across him and really got into his music. And turns out we were trying to buy tickets for his Brooklyn show and they sold out. So we were planning our Dallas trip and we realized, oh shit, our boy is actually going to be in OKC while we're in Dallas. Let's make it a twofer. 
we don't, I'm on vacation. Like we're free. Like we can come and go as we please. Might as well just get a rental. And we were going to get a rental anyway, because we wanted to visit his, cause two of his best friends live in Dallas, but they're, it's Texas. So it's not like we could just hop on the subway and go from one town to the other. So we kind of had to rent a car. And then this way, I think we ended up taking, did we take ourselves? Yeah, we took ourselves to the airport. I think that's where we got the rental. But anyway, we had a rental. And so we made it so that in the, towards the end, but also kind of in the middle, like we had an extra day, I'd say at the end of the um, trip, we ended up driving to Oklahoma, two of his friends, Mark and Nicole, shout out to Mark and Nicole, who are getting married in a few months and were also gracious enough to do um, an episode with me about planning a destination wedding. So if you were planning a destination wedding, if you're thinking about planning a destination wedding, or if you are part of the wedding party for someone that is planning a destination wedding, they do a really incredible job of like detailing their process and the steps that they've been taking to make sure that they are being inclusive to everyone that is part of their family and who will be, you know, traveling in to Mexico for their nuptials. And they're just really dope, incredible people. So you can kind of see the sense of that in listening to how they're navigating this process. So well-rounded down to earth, chill folks. If you want to get some advice on doing the destination wedding thing, that's a great episode for that. Um, so check the description box for that. I'll also have a link to, um, that episode. Um, yeah, so I'll have in the description box, the Goodwin episode, which was last week's episode and a link to, um, I try to remember to say, check the description box so that I can search the transcript and remember to put it in, know what links I'm putting in for you. Like I'm trying to develop processes. I remember I mentioned the end of the year. That's what I'm trying to focus on. Um, so I'm trying to put that link in there for you. Bear with me as I'm uh, learning and growing. But um, what was I just talking about? I was up to what description, uh, no weddings. Okay, see, Mark and Nicole ended up meeting us in OKC and we went to, um, they weren't able to make the concert, but they linked with us after we sadly, OKC, I was going to say we ran around the city, but OKC really did not have that much shit going on. I was very disappointed that there was no late night fucking food. That was a grave, grave disappointment. Concert was incredible. Such a great fucking time. Mark Rebier is an amazing artist and that was, I don't know how, but probably the first time I realized, you know what, if I find somebody's show that I would go to, or if I find a creative and I say creative and not just musician because comedy, dancers, performance art, whatever you're into, if you're into the work that someone does, consider going to another location to see them perform and making a trip of it. So, um, that was like the first time I think that it really registered for me, like, oh, this doesn't have to be as complicated as going to, um, an EDM cruise that boyfriend has done before or going, um, you know, to essence Fest, something that you are planning to go during a very expensive time. A lot of times your favorite artists, I'm not, you know, Renaissance was another 
B is the bar. So like I'm talking about someone, um, or even B plenty of people traveled to see B because it was cheaper to see her in another country than it would be in their home state. And you figure, all right, well, if I'm going to spend $800 or $500 on a ticket in say Chicago, why not spend a thousand dollars or $1,500 buy a 300 ticket to see Beyonce, Beyonce, my Lord, Beyonce, and then spend the other, what, like, what did I say? 15. So I said three. So what? $1,200 to fly and get accommodations someplace else. The point I'm making is if you spend a little bit more, you can actually get a lot more out of a really enjoyable experience that you already wanted to do. So that is something to consider when um, looking for reasons to go to a certain location or when looking for different destinations to visit. If you're not necessarily attached to where it is you go, consider saying, all right, because perfect example. Janelle Monet, we definitely wanted to go see after I, I'm a new Janelle Monet fan, by the way, she retweeted my tweet this morning, but I'm just over the moon. Um, so tickled by that. Like she, she's seen my face. She knows what I look like and that I absolutely am so grateful to her for sharing her gifts and love her and just had the most incredible time, but digress. Um, we were definitely going to see Janelle Monet. It was a matter of where we love Montreal. Montreal so far has been like my favorite city um, of all the cities that I've visited. So I'm always down to go visit Montreal because then we're going to hit Zoya and Leverunga. And unfortunately the tickets in Montreal, I think had sold out by the time we got around to um, purchasing those. Then we're like, all right, well, Toronto. Let's see what's going on there. We can drive to Toronto. Anywhere that we could drive to go see her, we looked into tickets. We looked into Toronto, Montreal, and DC. Those were our top three choices because each city had something that we wanted to do. Um, and, or someone that I would want to see, or we would want to see while, you know, around the time. Oh, we even looked into Philly. Um, but it turned out it was just not really in the cards. I don't really, I don't do standing room too tough. It's, um, at that age where I need to see, I'm gonna pay for the convenience. I mean, you don't gotta do it for free. Just give me the option and I'll take care of it from there. But didn't work out for any of the cities that we had our eye on. And they were like, fuck it. Let's just go to New Let's go see her in New York. Um, but the point I was trying to get to is that find someone that you are going to want to see anywhere and consider making a little bit more of it. Sometimes you can find cheaper uh, tickets in a different city or in a different country um, and end up almost balancing out even in terms of what you may, I live in New York city. So what I may spend for a New York city ticket might balance out in terms of, all right, I might have to pay toll and gas to get to Philly or DC but I could get a cheaper ticket and then just spend like the extra and maybe a little bit buffer more to get a hotel to stay out there for the night. Um, so 
that was what we did in OKC. We flew to Texas and then did, and I want to say it was like a three hour drive. I could be wrong because passenger princess, I didn't do the driving, but, um, actually I think I may have done some of it. I think I did. I did some of it, but, um, we drove it was a good fucking time. And then we had to drive back to Texas because we had to return the rental and we flew back home out of Dallas. So that was that. And the last one, oh, New Orleans, Essence Fest. Um, that was my first like music festival. That was my first, um, I guess, big trip for music. That was the largest experience uh, I had planned around something musical in nature. Um one thing about festivals that I've learned and now know, Afropunk. That's the fuck what I meant at the beginning. Not Afro beat, it, Afropunk. I was thinking that we had done so much more music than we actually did because we had all intentions of going to Afropunk. But it just, I don't know. The cards wasn't lining up. I don't think it... I think it was a matter of choosing which day we wanted to go to. Then it's like by the time we were getting like the one-day tickets... What time, like who's doing what at what time, which it just got, honestly, Essence left such a taste in my mouth in terms of not knowing what time people were going on. And so I didn't know that they had the set list on the Instagram until the last day. So the first day I wish I'd have known who was going on first and at what time, because baby, I am not a six hour rah, rah, rah girl. I've got maybe three, a stretch for four. I can't do a full festival day. So for me, knowing what happens when and where is very important to my peace of mind in terms of not necessarily just planning, but navigating. I don't, nece- I don't need a strict plan but I need a loose plan. I don't want to just, I'm not comfortable with just showing up and winging it, figuring it out in every capacity. I'm cool with getting someplace, knowing where I'm going, what time I'm getting there, and then kind of, all right, well, let's start here and see where the mood takes us from there. That is cool spontaneity to me, but just, oh, here's a large event with tons of things that you're interested in. Okay. But who all is speaking? What time are they speaking? Because no, I don't want to be there at 9 a.m. If nothing I'm interested starts until 1.30, 2 o'clock. I know that I can't, I don't have that social battery. I don't have that stand up, walk around, be on my feet for free all day um, kind of battery. So I like to, you know, mitigate. All right. Well, what time is a comfortable time for me to wake up? Bitch, I need to be in the bed by a certain time. Also like where I don't know where I am or depending on where I am, I don't want to be outside after a certain hour. How am I getting back? How much is that going to cost me to get back? If it's wild late, I'm definitely going to take an Uber. So how far am I going to be from where I'm going or how much is the Uber? Like all of these things start coming to play. What's parking like? Is this something that I'm going to drive to? Is food available? All these things are going through my mind. And that's why I prefer something that I know what all of those particular variables are so that when I get there, it's not, not only do you, what do you want to do, but now where do you go? It's, I need to kind of 
chew my information before I digest it. I think that's probably the best way that I can describe it. It's like, I can absolutely digest it, but it's a lot harder to digest or ingest the food if you haven't fucking chewed it first. You didn't give me the opportunity to chew it because you just threw it down my throat. That's how I feel when I just show up and there's a ton of stuff going on all day. That's too much. I got to chew it. Let me see what's there. Put the plate in front of me and I'm going to pick what I'm going to do first and how I'm going to attack it. Bravo me. That made sense to me. I enjoyed that one. I hope you like that one, y'all. But um, yeah, Essence was a fantastic time when it came to the music. That shit was incredible. I'd say on average each night we got in around 8 or 9 p.m. And we left by, I'd say, 11, 11 or 12, depending on what time. I think the first night Lauren Hill didn't leave stage until after one, possibly, if I'm remembering correctly. I know she went pretty late. Um, so that was a bit of a stretch, but we were already in it and we knew Lauren was coming out. So it's just like, okay, that's something I could do. It was the first night. So it was still trying to learn the process. Cause again, this was my first essence. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what I was getting into. Um, but now it's one of the, um, it's left a little stress on the palette because when I'm looking at other conventions and meetups and things to kind of test the waters around and dip my toes into my concern is, do I get to see the plate before I swallow my food? Do I get to chew before I ingest and, and prepare to digest anything, right? But um, so one thing about festivals, I will say, be comfortable. Know what ladies or femmes, theys in between, however the fuck you identify, bitch, if you want a purse, know what the bag policy for the venue that you're going to is. At Radio City, Bitches have book bags. Like it, you know, you figure you're coming from school, you're coming from work, wherever you're coming from, book bags were allowed in Radio City. When we went to, um, I think it was Nissan Stadium is where I saw Beyonce. That was a clear bag situation. Same thing with Essence. Essence Fest for the Superdome, clear bag situation. And not just clear bag, but clear bag of a certain size. So, and then also you could do some... Places will allow for a bag that's not clear, but like it's the size of a clutch. So know the policies of the location that you are going to um, see. Consider whether or not this is someplace that you will have seating available. So choose outfit accordingly. I personally don't believe in putting my bare ass on public seats. So if you do decide to do a bare ass outfit, consider what your bare ass repercussion is going to be like, or like your bare ass protection. Are you bringing a t-shirt to throw on the seat so that you can sit down comfortably and not worry about that? Wear the outfit, baby. A look is a look if that's what we're going for. But just consider the after to the look. You get you get the flicks off, but are you going to now enjoy the experience? So consider bringing something to sit on if we're doing bare ass. Um, also consider footwear, navigating uh, he, uh, what do you call them? Stairs. I personally am not a fan of heights. 
Um, wouldn't necessarily say scared, but I'm teetering on that borderline. I know even for like ball games, baseball games, uh, City Field, th- those stadium seatings, very, 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 very steep. Like just standing up to let somebody come into or out of the aisle or just terrifies me. That being the case, that's not someplace I would ever wear heels. A lot of the stadiums are set up that way. So go with go with God and go with caution. So if you are going to be uncomfortable navigating all that in heels, don't do it. Um, if that's your bag, be comfortable. I know people that are more comfortable in heels than they are in flats. So whatever rocks your boat, float with it. Um, what was the other thing? Um, a lot of them are set up for food and consumption in terms of stadiums. So consider that you can pregame there, but also consider the funds. Stadiums are notoriously expensive because where the fuck else you going to go? At this point, they've already checked your bag. You ain't brought nothing in unless you did. Um, but it's within reason, I would assume, um, unless that's your profession. That's none of my business. But consider pregame before you get there, have your drinks before you get there, but get there responsibly. So if you're driving and you are coming from a further distance and that's the only thing you're doing, as in you're not going to stay there overnight or you don't have some place like offsite where you can leave your car and then walk in or have some place, all those considerations aside, um, the shit's wild expensive in the stadiums, but it is an option to you. And I didn't know that some of them were literally like food courts, the whole shebang. Um, some have like little restaurants and stuff inside. So that's a consideration because sometimes vacations, we ball out. You might want to treat yourself to a nicer experience and eat at the stadium. Um, that's an option. I am still so very stressed that I forgot to buy a fucking t-shirt last night. I was just like on 37, not even on 10. I was like, I was literally floating. I'm not going to sing it because I don't want to embarrass myself, but, um, I was floating after Janelle Monet. So I floated right by where I was supposed to check to see if there was merch. So, um, unfortunately I did not get a t-shirt. I'm probably just going to order one of the, um, deluxe like box sets to get one of the t-shirts, but I wanted a tour shirt, you know, with the dates and stuff on the back, which I was hoping she had as merch, but I didn't see any other option for a t-shirt on the website. So she gonna get my $50 for that anyway. But, um, for the most part, that's it. Um, familiarize yourself with the different stadiums with the different locations, venues, or wherever the case may be is that you are going to see this artist of whatever artistic medium that may be considered going for a comedy show, consider going for an art exhibit, um, an installation. There are a ton of different things that you can, you know, um, pin for you to travel for and attach a trip to, to experience. Um, I hope you guys enjoy experienced. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. If you are looking for a road trip guide or a road trip uh, helper, I have a New York friendly and East Coast friendly 
road trip itinerary pack for sale at travelandshippodcast.com. It is a breakdown of five different weekend trips that we've taken from New York. You can choose it based on distance. You can choose it based on the vibe, whether you want something food, something family friendly, historic, something romantic. I got you covered. So travelandshit.com. Sorry, travelandshippodcast.com. I'm hungry. Travelandshippodcast.com. Travel resources. I've got the road trip itinerary pack to help you um, have the best road trips. Uh, It also includes like a car prep guide, like things you may not consider before you put your car on the road for a long trip. And um, of course, past episodes where I've talked about the different destinations that we have taken trips to so that you can hear about all the other places that we've gone to eat, other things in the area to do and suggestions for places to stay. Of course, if you have any questions, feel free to shoot me an email, dcarry at travelandshitpodcast.com or hit me up on whatever social medium platform you are on. Um, Social media is travelandshit. C-R-A-V-E-L, the letter N-S-H underscore T. All right, y'all, that is all. Thank you again for being here, and I hope to see you again next week. Bye, y'all.